0: Thank you for joining us today for our study about peace. We'll be quoting from the English Standard Version of the Bible, the ESV. The Bible has a lot to say about peace. Let's consider some things about peace that you can use today. We're going to talk about how God is the source of peace, peace comes naturally as you live for God, and peace with other Christians is worth the effort. Before we start, though, let's clarify something. There are many different things that are called peace. For example, the physical absence of war is called peace. An audibly quiet environment might also be referred to as peaceful. But the peace we will be talking about today is primarily a peace within you, not something external. You might describe it as a sense of completeness, stability, or well-being. This kind of peace can exist even in a noisy crowd or a war zone. We're talking about a peace that can be with you no matter where you are. If you've ever wondered who to talk to to get more peace, it's a one-stop shop. God is the source of peace. In Isaiah 5410, God makes a promise that he will give his people peace. For the mountains may depart and the hills be removed, but my steadfast love shall not depart from you, and my covenant of peace shall not be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. In the Psalms, David often describes the kind of peace he received from God. In peace I will both lie down and sleep, For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. That's Psalm 4.8. But the arrival of the Messiah, Jesus, was to bring a whole new level of peace. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, it says in Isaiah 9.6, a prophecy of the birth of Jesus. Micah 5.5 takes it a step further. And he, Jesus, shall be their peace, it says. If you need peace today, Jesus is the source. Jesus spread peace wherever he went during his time on earth. Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease, he said to a woman as he healed her in Mark 5.34. But Jesus also knew that the biggest way he would impart peace would be by his own death on the cross. Just before his death, Jesus told his disciples, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. That's in John 14, 27. Jesus said his peace is a gift he was imparting, and you can let his peace override any fear life throws your way. Later in that same final talk with his disciples, Jesus told them, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. That's from John 16, 33. Peace from Jesus is present at all times, even times of trouble. Jesus paid a high price to purchase that peace for us. In Isaiah 53:5, it says, But he, Jesus, was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. Jesus valued your peace so much that he suffered a brutal punishment to provide it for you. Then, after he rose from the dead, the first thing he said to his disciples was, Peace be with you. In John 20, 19 through 26, Jesus uses that as his greeting to his disciples three times. You need to know that when you go to God in prayer, his greeting for you is peace. The rest of the New Testament elaborates on how Jesus' sacrifice brought us peace. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of His cross, it says in Colossians 1, 19 and 20. The shedding of Jesus' blood on the cross made the way for us to be reconciled to God and receive peace. Ephesians 2, 14 echoes Micah 5:5, describing a barrier between us and God being destroyed. For He Himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in His flesh the dividing wall of hostility." 1 Corinthians 14.33 reminds us that God's nature is peace. For God is not a God of confusion, but of peace, it says. If you are feeling confused, take that to God in prayer and receive peace. It's good to talk again You know you are my dearest, closest friend It amazes me That royalty Has time for me Before I closed my eyes I felt afraid So many things are happening these days But I remembered what you said Something that you had To give to me If the highest mountain sinks into the sea If your body is attacked by cruel disease If the whole world's against you, I'm still for you. I broke down the wall between you and me. I give you peace. Lord Jesus, it's easy to forgive. Promise that you made before your death Peace I give Peace I leave Don't be afraid I'm starting to see things a different way Confusion is married tribulation you have overcome my heart can see if the highest mountain sinks into the sea if your body is attacked by cruel disease if the whole world's against you I'm still The peace in me. How do we gain access to God's peace in the middle of a chaotic, frightening world? We've actually touched on it a little bit already. Peace comes naturally as you live for God. Jesus taught that peace is a gift given to us, applied to us without any effort on our part. In Matthew 11:28 28-30, Jesus says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. You need to know that if you come to Jesus and put your trust in Him, He will lighten your emotional burden so you can have peace. God's people have access to an ocean of peace. Great peace have those who love your law. Nothing can make them stumble, it says in Psalm 119, Romans 5.1 makes it clear that the righteousness we have through Jesus brings peace. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Sometimes it can feel like God's peace just isn't available to you, but it is. Believe it or not, the problem is literally all in your mind. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you, it says in Isaiah 26.3. If you focus your mind on God and put your trust in him, he will provide the peace. Romans 8.6 says, for to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Consider what your mind is focused on. Is it focusing on your problem? Then you need to focus on Jesus. Now, this doesn't mean you should ignore your problems. What it does mean is that while you are doing your best to address the problems, you should focus your mind on Jesus because he is the one that will solve the part that you can't handle. Philippians 4, 8, and 9 says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. If you think about God things and put them into practice, God's peace will be there for you. But when you have trouble focusing on the things of God, there is one technique that might help. In verses 6 and 7 of Philippians 4, you will find the solution. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. How about a peace that is so vast that it is beyond human understanding? That's pretty incredible and you can have it if instead of being anxious and fearful you choose to turn to God in prayer god's peace is like a guard that won't let anxiety back in colossians 3:15 says and let the peace of christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful did you know that the peace of jesus christ actually wants to take complete charge of your heart don't stop it let it And valuable and good. Would you turn your back on them and walk away? I just don't think you would. What if all you had to do was walk right up and ask? Would you take the time to go? What if all they said to you was, come to me? Would you say, I don't know? It might seem crazy, like breaking the rules. What Jesus said seems too good to be true. To get a fancy prize Was to be as good as gold What if your whole life was then put on display Would it dash your hope? What if you love justice but can't seem to follow it stumble and fall what if you keep thinking of the other things You can't escape them all it doesn't seem fair no it doesn't seem right peace is a gift God is offering tonight Attack. He's made a way for you to fight back. Close your eyes and say what's on your heart. Let the peace of God take its place as you're Now that you've learned to let God's peace into your heart, there is one final step. You need to share it. Peace with other Christians is worth the effort. Jesus encouraged his disciples to spread peace wherever they went. Whatever house you enter, first say, Peace be to this house, he told them in Luke 10.5. In Matthew 5.9, he said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Clearly, peace is not something that we keep inside of us, it is something we release into our relationships with others. In Ephesians 4.3, Paul advised us to be eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Unity in the Spirit of God is something that occurs only between Christians, but it's not something that just happens automatically. It's something that has to be cultivated and maintained. Romans 14, 17 through 19 tells us that pursuing peace is a central part of building God's spiritual kingdom on earth. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, it says, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Whoever thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. So then let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. When you make the effort to maintain peace with others, especially your brothers and sisters in Christ, you are experiencing a little bit of God's kingdom right here on earth. God approves. We take peace wherever
1: we go We take peace wherever we go We take peace wherever we go And since Jesus gave us peace with God With God, peace between us flows, we take peace wherever we go.
0: Blessed are the peacemakers called the sons of God, eager to maintain our Holy Spirit-given bond. We pray for one another. We comfort and restore. We live in peace and holiness because one day we'll see the Lord. We take. Peace.
1: Peace between us flows We take peace we go
0: God is the source of peace. Peace comes naturally as you live for God, and peace with other Christians is worth the effort. I hope you take the time to look up some of the scripture verses we've talked about here, but if you only have a little bit of time and you want to read more about peace, try Ephesians chapter 2 or Psalm chapter 23. Thank you for studying the Bible with us. We look forward to seeing you again next time.